Good morning, friends. Today is Friday, November 25th, 2022. I can't think of a better way to start my 44th year than to be here with you for morning prayer. An advance warning, I am not um, using my somewhat customized liturgy as I usually do. I'm pretty much reading to you straight from the Mission St. Clair website. Um, I'm not at home, so I don't have all my books and stuff with me. And this is a wonderful portable way to do morning prayer when you don't have all of your things with you. So I highly recommend um, the website and the organization to you as well. The hour is coming and now is when the true worshiper, when the true worshipers will worship the creator in spirit and in truth. For such the creator seeks to worship them. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your incarnate Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. God, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The mercy of God is everlasting. Come, let us adore them. Be joyful in God, all you lands. Serve God with gladness and come before God's presence with a song. Know this, they themselves are God. They themselves has made us and we are theirs. We are their people and the sheep of their pasture. Enter their gates with thanksgiving. Go into their courts with praise. Give thanks to God and call upon their name. For God is good, their mercy is everlasting, and their faithfulness endures from age to age. The mercy of God is everlasting. Come, let us adore them. Psalm 140. Deliver me, O God, from evildoers. Protect me from the violent who devise evil in their hearts and stir up strife all day long. They have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Adder's poison is under their lips. Keep me, O God, from the hands of the wicked. Protect me from the violent who are determined to trip me up. The proud have hidden a snare for me and stretched out a net of cords. They have set traps for me along the path. I have said to God, you are my God. Listen, O God, to my supplication. O my God, the strength of my salvation, you have covered my head in the day of battle. Do not grant the desires of the wicked, O God, nor let their evil plans prosper. Let not those who surround me lift up their heads, let the evil of their lips overwhelm them. Let hot burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the mire, never to rise up again. A slanderer shall not be established on the earth, and evil shall hunt down the lawless. I know that God will maintain the cause of the poor and render justice to the needy. Surely the righteous will give thanks to your name 
and the upright shall continue in your sight. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. A reading from the book of Zechariah, chapter 14, verses 1 through 11. See, a day is coming for God, when the plunder taken from you will be divided in your midst. For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses looted, and the women raped. Half the city shall go into exile, but the rest of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then God will go forth and fight against those nations as when God fights on a day of battle. On that day, God's feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives, which lies before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west by a very wide valley, so that one half of the mount shall draw northward and the other half southward. And you shall flee by the valley of God's mountain, for the valley between the mountains shall reach to Azal, and you shall flee as you fled from the earthquake in the days of King Uzziah of Judah. Then our Savior, my God, will come, and all the holy ones with God. On that day there shall not be either cold or frost, and there shall be continuous day. It is known to God, not day and not night, for at evening time there shall be light. On that day living water shall flow out from Jerusalem, half of them to the eastern sea and half of them to the western sea. It shall continue in summer as in winter, and God will become sovereign over all the earth. On that day, God will be one and God's name one. The whole land shall be turned into a plain from Geba to Ramon south of, Jer south of Jerusalem. But Jerusalem shall remain aloft on its site from the gate of Benjamin to the place of the former gate, to the corner gate and from the tower of Hanel to the king's wine presses. And it shall be inhabited, for never again shall it be doomed to destruction. Jerusalem shall abide in security. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Seek God while God wills to be found. Call upon God when God draws near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the evil ones their thoughts. And let them turn to God, and God will have compassion. And to our God, for God will richly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says God. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as rain and snow fall from the heavens and return not again, but water the earth, bringing forth life and giving growth, seed for sowing and bread for eating, so is my word that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish that which I have purposed and prosper in that for which I sent it. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Romans, chapter 15, verses 7 through 13. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you, for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised on behalf of the truth of God, in order that Christ might confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and matriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for God's mercy. As it is written, Therefore, I will confess you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. And again, God says, rejoice, O Gentiles, with God's people 
And again, praise God, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise God. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse shall come, the one who rises to rule the Gentiles, and this one the Gentiles shall hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Splendor and honor and sovereignly power are yours by right, O our sovereign God. For you created everything that is, and by your will they were created and have their being. And yours by right, O Lamb that was slain, for with your blood you have redeemed for God from every family, language, people, and nation, a dominion of priests to serve our God. And so to the one who sits upon the throne and to Christ the Lamb, be worship and praise, dominion and splendor forever and forevermore. The Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 40. After Jesus had said this, Jesus went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When Jesus had come near Bethpage and Bethany, at the, place, at the place called the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been written. It has never been ridden. Tie it, untie it, and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this. The Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as Jesus had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As Jesus rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As Jesus was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the sovereign who comes in the name of God, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. Jesus answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Let us affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Creator Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, the only incarnate the only incarnate, our sovereign. Christ was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Christ suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. Christ ascended to the dead and on the third day rose again. Christ ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Creator. Christ will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
Save your people, God, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. God, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, God, have mercy. God, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. And you, God, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. The collect for today is that of proper 29. Almighty and everlasting God, whose will it is to restore all things in your well-beloved incarnate, the sovereign of sovereigns and ruler of rulers, mercifully grant that the peoples of the earth, divided and enslaved by sin, may be freed and brought together under Christ's most gracious rule, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A Collect for Mission Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross, that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you. For the honor of your name. Amen. In the world cycle of prayer, we pray for the people of Panama. And in the ecumenical cycle of prayer, we pray for our siblings, members of the Association of the Church of God. And a collect for Fridays. Almighty God, whose most dear incarnate went not up to joy, but first suffered pain and entered not into glory before being crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your incarnate, our Savior. Amen. Today we commemorate James Huntington, and I'm not going to read you the whole commemoration, but the one on Mission St. Clair is quite interesting. Um, at least I found it so. It's written by James Kiefer. I will pray the prayer for Huntington. Preserve your people, O God, from discouragement in the face of adversity, as you did your servant James Huntington, knowing that when you have begun a good work, you will bring it to completion. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Now is that time when I usually share a few thoughts um, on our readings. And I'm going to go maybe a bit afield today, so just bear with me. I'm also a little bit groggy from travel and maybe a little too much staying up late and Thanksgiving celebrations yesterday. So Psalm 140, as so many places in the Bible, made me think about um, all of the ways in which we pray to God for protection, for rescue, um, and you know, we, we cry this like all day long and, and all life long, especially in times of hardship, right? And then we cry, why? Why, God, when terrible things happen? I do believe that God, and you've heard me say this before, protects and shields us. Our immortal souls are safe with God. Whatever else happens here, 
even if what happens is the very worst thing that we can imagine. And I know that differs for, for all of us. Um, I think about this era of, of mass shootings in the most recent in Colorado, or that I know of. I mean, because there are so many that, that go unnoticed, that go unreported um, as well, murders and, and tragedies. And I have a, a dear friend who cannot um, I guess the way I would say it, it might be not the way they would say it, but cannot stop grieving um, for the children who have been killed, you know, ever since, ever since Sandy Hook. And I understand this, you know, I myself cannot stop grieving. And as you've probably heard me say over the last years too, Entering into that suffering with prayer is a very deeply held part of my spiritual practice. Um, And I do think that that matters. And I do understand, and I have been there, in that place where it feels that God must have abandoned us because of these terrible things that God lets happen. I hope that this does not feel as though I am diminishing anyone's grief when I say this, but I believe that even in those most terrible places, even in the most terrible place that we can think of where children's bodies are violated and destroyed, their souls are safe with God. Our immortal soul remains safe with God, you know, as the psalmist says, it's as though our heads are covered in battle. Like there is this spiritual shield between us and that which would wound our immortal souls. And I know that this sounds kind of like a cop out, like a sidestep, a way for me to resolve my cognitive dissonance over a great and merciful and omniscient and omnipresent God and these terrible things that happen here. I think that I think that this is part of the knowing that we experience when we make space and practice and exercise our attunement to the spiritual component of ourselves and of this world, that we are able to kind of 
tune in and see that additional dimension to feel that additional sensing. And when we do this, I really think that we can look into the scene of the worst tragedy and see God there and the shelter and protection and healing of God. And, and this is the only way that I can explain my beloved sisters in Africa singing and dancing God's praises after having endured horrors beyond our imagination. And why does God let these things happen? I think because freedom is so important to God. God gave us free will. And we do these terrible things to each other from these places of fear and pain and perceived scarcity and some of them are these sudden, terrible, violent acts. And some of them are incredibly evil tragedies enacted over the space of hundreds of years. But to have no choice, to be forced into choosing anything, even God, I think goes against all creation. Forgive me for how long it's taking me to get this out and I hope it makes some kind of sense, but I think free will is just so darn important. Um, and I think that's why freedom here in our everyday experience is so important too. The freedom of, of choice, whether it's what to do with our bodies or where to put our votes, choosing our own values instead of having cultural values imposed upon us, choosing our professions, being able to choose our professions instead of being limited to a capitalistic caste system, and I could go on and on. It is of the utmost importance. And that's, that's part of my prayer today. Yes, I pray for violence to end and peace to reign. And I also pray for freedom for us all to be free of whatever binds us, to choose ourselves, our deepest selves. That quintessential, if you want to call it soul or self or Herbert, whatever you want to call it, but to know and to choose from that place of knowing and I think that when we are able to make choices 
unbesmirched by fear and pain shame the burden of of so many years of oppression and patriarchy and evil powers and whatever you want to call those things when we can make our choices unburdened of all those things i think that we choose we do choose peace and love i think any other choice comes from a place that is not the sacred and divine that is our true selves thank you for walking with me on this journey and thank you for praying with me for justice and for freedom. And for healing in those places where choices have been made from anything other than a place of freedom. Let us now lift Hold in the light, circle in love those whom the Spirit has placed upon our hearts for prayer. Let us close together with the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of us. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit 
be with us all evermore. Amen.